0: Hey, everyone. It's Alan here with the XR for Business podcast. Today, we're speaking with Catherine Bloxham from Reuters Events brand XR Intelligence about their amazing business conference VRX happening in San Francisco December 12th and 13th. I will be speaking at that conference on the transformation of learning with XR. We will also be discussing the findings of their 2019 XR Industry Report. All that and more on the XR for Business podcast. Welcome to the show, Catherine. How are you today?
1: Hi, I'm great, thanks. How are you doing?
0: I'm so amazing. I'm really excited for a number of things. One, your uh, industry report is kind of the the quintessential report on what the industry is actually looking forward to in 2020 and beyond. Uh, I'm going to be speaking at your VRX conference, so we'll talk about that and all the great things. And you also host a number of really informational uh, webinars, so we'll get into that. But uh, let's talk about you and... Uh, How did you uh, end up being in where you are right now?
1: Yeah, so, um, so I work for XR Intelligence, um, which was actually recently acquired by Thomson Reuters um, under the new Reuters Events brand, um, which is all very exciting. We speak to people throughout the entire year about the trends, challenges, solutions, and opportunities that they see in virtual, augmented, and mixed reality. So, primarily, our audience are end users of the technology. Um, so, it started mostly as people in gaming a few years ago, and the entertainment side, and gradually is actually getting more and more focused on enterprise customers. And then we also put together various types of content throughout the year. So we do the webinars, industry surveys and reports, as well as three events throughout the year across the US and Europe. Um, and that really allows our contacts to keep their eye on the progress of the industry and um, make informed business decisions about investing in immersive technologies.
0: Seems to be the perfect jam for the XR for business podcast. And is our mission here is to inspire and educate business leaders to invest in XR technologies. So having said that, what are some of the findings of this industry report you guys did?
1: yeah so um, it was really interesting so we've done it for the past few years and this year we managed to get around 750 people take part and there were some really interesting patterns that emerged when we looked at the 2019 survey compared with the 2018 survey so this year for example hardware software and third po- third-party content creators for XR have seen much stronger growth in the enterprise side of their business compared to growth in the consumer sector over the past 12 months. So, I guess that's kind of in line with people moving towards the money is, people are seeing a lot more money um, in the enterprise side. And that's kind of reflected in the fact that consumer adoption hasn't been as much as people would have expected it to be at this stage. So, growth is accelerating for enterprise applications, particularly, and maybe surprisingly, in VR. So, in 2018, 38% said that they were seeing strong or very strong growth in VR for enterprise. Um, and this rose to 46% in this year's survey. So, it kind of reflects the demand trends with enterprise end users seeing strong ROI. And then 93% of the enterprise users said that VR had had a positive impact on their business. And 88% said the same for uh, yeah AR and MR.
0: So, 93% said VR is having a strong impact?
1: Yes. So, I mean, and you kind of, you do kind of have to take the results with a pinch of salt because we send our survey out to people that already know us who have already, I guess, said that they are interested in VR and AR by kind of following and subscribing to us. But of all of the people that we surveyed, yeah, 93% of them said that VR had a really positive impact um, and was showing kind of ROI, and and then 88% for the AR MR side.
0: That's incredible. You know, I mean, even if you take it with a pinch of salt to, you know, take 10% off, so it's 83 and, you know, 78, that's still amazing positive response to this technology. And I, I think you can't ignore the fact that VR can, can train people faster than anything we've ever created. So, mm. it's, it's yeah. conducive with what we're doing as well.
1: And I really hear this in my phone calls as well. So, part of the kind of, you know, I have to touch base with the industry throughout the year um, in order to put together the events and to put together the content. And the vast majority of enterprise users that we speak to say that they're at least considering investing more into XR in the next few years. So, everyone's at different stages. Some people are seeing fantastic value already. Some are working in teams, um, to move kind of from the pilot schemes and kind of move these into, you know, something that they can push forward and, um, really start to see across their organizations. And some of them are really just starting to hear about XR and and dip their toes in.
0: What are some of the companies that you've seen that are, you know, doing the most things? like what, what, what are companies doing? What are they doing with this?
1: Yeah. So, I guess in terms of you know application area, product design and prototyping is kind of the most common area of usage for enterprise. So, um, another stat from the survey is that 96% were deploying VR to help with some kind of product design prototyping. Um, and then there was also, you know, a lot of these companies are using it in, in various different areas. So, um, over 90% you were using it for workforce and project collaboration, around 90% for educational learning, around 90% again for training and worker guidance, and then sales and marketing or external communication and manufacturing were um, 80% of those companies, uh, over 80% of those companies were using for those applications. So, there, there are kind of really varied applications, and that's specifically for VR, all of those. AR, MR was being use, I guess, less frequently across the board. And the most likely application was in sales and marketing. So, we saw that there was a general feeling from many that AR and MR will start to speed up in terms of adoption across different use cases. Um, And partly, this is because it's a shorter leap from kind of phone and tablet towards AR and MR. But where the companies were saying that they'd seen the most value was these kind of high quality VR training experiences and educational learning experiences because it is, you know, so, so, um, immersive and, and different to anything that they'd had before.
0: Yeah. It's transformational for sure. What let's you know, I know you guys host a lot of, uh, webinars. What are some of the, what are the webinars that, that have been kind of those ones where everybody signs up? Like what are, what are the key ones?
1: So, I mean, this year I ran a series of six webinars and to be honest, the one that absolutely everybody signed up to was just what is the state of the market? I think there are still huge questions around, you know... What's happening with adoption? What's happening with hardware? What's happening with software? What are the challenges still? So, I think the fact that everyone, you know, the market is a little bit fragmented still and there are, you know, major questions around user experience and usability. And a a big question that I get from a lot of people is, okay, we understand how all of this you know, technology works, but we're not quite sure how that's going to fit into our legacy systems within our business. Or we're not quite sure why the current, you know, hardware or software that we're being introduced to by vendors, if that's going to be relevant in five years time, for example. So, I think price is something that people have seen coming down, you know, the level that the technology is is at, you know, the functions that it can do, um, the quality, all of that is going up. But also, there there is this kind of sticking point where people are not quite sure at what stage is right for them to invest you know is that quality is it is it good enough to do the job or should i wait for something that's kind of all encompassing not just a point solution something that i can really integrate into my business well so state of the market is you know just a huge there are lots of questions there and and lots of discussions. I also ran some other webinars in specific growth areas. So, along with my research, there was healthcare was a massive growth area. You know, design and visualization was a massive growth area. Training was a massive one. Retail and consumer was a big one as well. Um, And all of those are actually going to be reflected in the seminars that we have at the conference um, in December as well. So, we've got some really interesting speakers talking about those different growth areas and and how they're kind of using AR and, and VR to, grow, you know, get value in the, within their businesses across different functions and across different industries.
0: Okay, so let's let's dive into that because you you opened the the door for me here. I'm diving in. <laughs> who are some of the speakers? Let let's let's go through. You know, who are the speakers coming this year? I, I know I'm one of them, but you know, people know me. So let's talk about who else is going to be there.
1: Yeah. So um, I mean, we've got a couple of big players that everyone's really interested to see. So we've got an update from HTC and Oculus on what's the state of the hardware. Um, so obviously, everyone's always really interested to understand what's going on there. Um, and then we when we look at different verticals, so this event is what we would call an ecosystem event. so it's all enc- all encompassing everyone in the XR world be it entertainment gaming, enterprise investment, it's all kind of coming together and looking at different applications um, and different ways of using this technology, but primarily to bring businesses roi. so how do we um, implement these technologies and look at them you know more in a long term sense so We've got companies from healthcare, such as Bayer. We've got consumer companies such as Nivea um, and L'Oreal. Then we've got, you know, kind of aerospace, like Lockheed Martin. Um, big. Yeah,
0: I noticed you have Shelly. I, yeah. I had dinner with Shelly recently. She's awesome.
1: Oh, yeah, she's great. She's, she's so enthusiastic, and she knows her stuff.
0: She definitely does. If you Google a Lockheed Martin HoloLens, there's a picture of, you know, some people wearing a HoloLens in a NASA shuttle uh, you know, training simulator and she's there in the picture. It's like an iconic photo of, of, you know, use of XR.
1: (laughs) It's good. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's just a great ambassador in general because she, she really knows her stuff. She's one of those people that is really happy to, you know, a lot of companies have this thing where they're, they're scared to show their figures and scared to show, Mm -hmm. you know, the data around What you know, what how much money this has saved us, or how much this has improved our process, all of those things. And she's one of those people that's um, willing to share those because we are in a stage of the you know, of the I guess in a stage of the industry where nobody is quite sure the best route to go down, we we've got some idea, but sharing those statistics is something that we're really kind of encouraging our speakers to do this year.
0: Yeah. It's, it, you know, I'm looking at, I'm just scrolling down the list here and it's, it, it feels like, it feels like I'm scrolling down a list of my friends. <laughs> You've got <laughs> you know, Tip Tat from the VR fund. You've got, uh, you know, Ann McKinnon from, um, from the Boolean and also uh, VR days, you know, Nerea, uh, Vinay Narian. Uh, he's one of our mentors at XR Ignite. Oh man. It's just everybody who's anybody. T- uh, Ted Shilowitz from Paramount, Terry Schuessler from Deutsche Telekom, another one of our mentors. Yeah, This is like, this is a, a conference that you don't want to miss Stephanie Lamas from Super Data. Oh man. It's uh, Amy Lemaire from WXR Fund. She's, they run the women's XR Fund, Bob Fine, uh, from the virtual reality healthcare uh, Alliance. Wow. Amy Pack, It's a really great, oh, you even have Walter Greenleaf, medical expert. Wow. This is going to be a great conference. I'm really excited for it.
1: Yeah, we're excited as well. I think we've got a really good mix of kind of VR, AR experts and companies that are, you know, so enthusiastic. They're, again, all at different levels of, of kind of implementing this technology. For example, Fern, who is from Penn Medicine and she's speaking, they've tried all sorts of things um, around, you know, uh, improving patient experience or, you know, providing their patients with a bit more insight into what their treatment will be like. And and this is all using immersive technologies. But she admits, you know, we're not 100% there yet. We want to attend this conference as well to find out what other people are doing and how they're kind of getting the best results from using this technology.
0: It comes down to, you know, and I noticed a couple of years ago when I used to go to these conferences, it was all about what we could do. You know, imagine what we could do in VR. We could do this and we could do this. And that was great. And it kind of inspired people to go and try and do those things. And now it's less around what we could do. And it's more around, this is what has been done. This is what we've done. These are the learnings that we've made. And this is the benefit that we found. Mm. So it's really an exciting time, you know, to watch an industry go from, Hey, we have this thing and it barely works and, you know, and we could do all these things with it too. We've done these things and the, you know, it it works.
1: Yeah. So, And I do think you need a bit of both because, you know, we've got some speakers, Ted, for example, um, at Paramount, he can see where this is going in in 10 years' time. You know, he knows what what it's going to be like walking around as a consumer. You know, we consume so much information per day. We go through our phones and we consume loads of information. We walk around, you know, there's there's lots of different ways that we can kind of interact with things. And sometimes technology is involved, sometimes it isn't. And there's, that kind of, you know, head down, head up approach. You know, at the moment, we're head down on our phones. I guess the people that can kind of see where this is going are saying, no, everything's going to be head up. We're going to be fully immersed. We're going to be able to interact with our space. But there is a lot of work to be done to get there. And, and those kind of case study examples where, well, this is what we tried. This is what worked and didn't work. This is the money that we saved, or this is what we'd like to improve. And these all of um, the different acts aspects of the, either the technology or the process that we went through, those are the really important things from actually getting to that, you know, ideal future, um, that everyone in this space is kind of foreseeing.
0: Absolutely. I, I think it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things that because we're so early in this and, and I, I say early because, you know, there's, there's still so much ways to go, but people are willing to share their failures. And I think this is the key. And and one of the reasons I started this podcast was to ask people, you know, what did you do wrong? What, what can people learn from so they don't have to make those mistakes? Because I think this is really one of those times where, you know, things are happening fast. People are breaking stuff on a daily basis. And if you're not breaking stuff, you're, you know, you're not really pushing the limits. And, you know, a lot of things that we did years ago, like 360 video stuff is now kind of coming around full circle and saying, oh, well, you know, 360 video is good for training and we don't have to, you know, fully CG render everything. It can be just filmed. And, you know, and I think it's one of those learning things that you kind of have to go through. But if you can learn a little bit before you do it, rather than make those mistakes, uh, if you can save a little bit of time, not making those mistakes, it's, it's invaluable.
1: Mm. And I, I mean, I won't say the company because um, I don't want to uh, jinx my chances of getting them as a speaker. But I was, sp- I was speaking to a, a large retailer um, just last week, actually, and I was asking them, what do you know? What do you kind of see as being the ideal future for you with VR and AR? And they were saying, well, we'd love to have a virtual sh- shopping experience where somebody can either you know look at a browser or put on a headset, and they're in our store, and they can go around. And they can look at objects, and they can see the price. They can view the information. They can put them in their basket, and all of those things add up. You know, the difference between online shopping and going to the store is that you don't find out a lot about the product. You don't get to touch it. All of those human things that are kind of missing. You know, it's some. The shopping um, industry is a really interesting one because a lot of things are changing in terms of. The, the experience. And I think one thing that, you know, some of these large retailers are seeing is, well, actually, everything's online now, but we can bring in some of that experience again. And we can really provide, you know, a good experience for our customers and help them make informed decisions. And they can still do it from their home and they can still click, you know, Buy on their on their basket, and it will all come to them super quick, super easy, and they haven't missed out on you know learning about all of those different products and, and walking around the store and things like that. So that was a really interesting one.
0: I think uh, retailers need to stop thinking in terms of recreating a store. And think in terms of recreating an experience or a feeling that you want your brand to be associated with Because a lot of, I've seen a lot of retail stuff and it's like, here's a grocery store in VR. You know what? I don't want to go to a real grocery store. Why the hell would you recreate it in VR? Why not put me, you know, on a seaside where I can, you know, look at the fish market, you know, and and choose my fish uh, on a seaside fish market, or, you know, I can go to a, you know, a ranch and you know, kind of in a ranch theme and buy my steaks or whatever, like it, why are we recreating, you know, uh, a physical store where you have, you know, neon lighting and really bad music with aisle upon aisle of the same, you know, same thing I can walk down to the store. And I don't want to do that either. I get my groceries delivered now. So I think retailers need to think outside the box and think, okay, what is the experience that I can give that will give people a really, really powerful experience, you know, and you look at something like the Samsung store in New York and and they're building them kind of all over. You can't even buy things in the store. It's just an experience center. And I think uh, Mm. Nike's making one and people are starting to realize that, you know, people are going to buy online. That's fine. They're going to order it and it's going to come to their house. But what can we give people that, that makes them feel viscerally connected to the brand and VR can, can deliver that in ways that you can't do in real world. You can create a, a brand experience where you're on Mars and your brand is associated with going to Mars. Like that's not something you can do in real life.
1: Definitely. And actually one of our speakers, um, on day one at the VRX conference and from AB and Bev, she's going to be doing a talk around, you know, where what is the ar future so she's talking about how brands are kind of moving away from you can buy products and this is this because everyone these days does look and compare products and it, it it can't just be these are the different products and these are the different prices but it also has to be why am i loyal to this brand why do i you know associate a positive you know thing going on in my life or um, how is this brand going to enhance my life and make me feel better and, And she's looking at how, you know, the first person perspective. So, in this case, a person wearing an AR headset, for example, how do they interact with things physically and psychologically in their day to day lives? And how can they actually improve their? offering in future based, on, based around that research. So, they're actually doing quite a bit of research into that. And yeah, it's, there's going to be loads of interesting discussions about different approaches. You know, there's other things going on, 5G, AI, machine learning, which all have different applications within businesses. Um, and, and all of them, to be honest, at this stage are really open discussions. But there are a few companies that are making really good steps um, in the right direction um, and kind of leading the way. Wow,
0: it's I can't wait. I'm just so excited. Uh, this week is um, is the VRAR Global Summit and then, you know, I'm speaking at that, but then it's a different audience. Uh, I think your audience is going to be more of more of industry. It sounds like there's a lot of people from industry looking for answers on how they utilize this technology. So, I'm really really excited to learn from all of these amazing speakers. What else do you want people to know about about the new XR intelligence?
1: Yes, so I mean, XR Intelligence was kind of a a, ne- a natural step for us. So, with our uh, um, you know our, our Reuters acquisition, so uh, now that we're Reuters Events, we thought this is the perfect time. We're going to have to rebrand anyway, and all of the discussions that I've having with. You know, been having with people. VR intelligence was just a bit outdated. It's not that we didn't cover VR, AR, MR content before. It's just that everyone is kind of looking at all different aspects of this technology. XR is the, you know, the all-encompassing, I guess, word, Is it a word kind of for this industry? And XR just resonated a lot better with you know some of the amazing companies that are doing work in AR and MR in this space. So, you know, we still see it as a very inclusive industry. There are lots of people sharing different ideas, there's plenty of startups. We actually have a a pitch fest going on this year, which is something that we haven't had before. You know, we've kind of always had senior level speakers from giant brands, and this year we're like, no, we really want to you know, help the startups and and have this, let the startups have a way to be involved as well. So we're introducing a pitch fest, and yeah, it's it's really going to be exciting. yeah, it's going to be a great event, and it's going to be lots of you know demos on the floor, big speakers in the room, um, and you know those smaller companies doing really innovative things involved as well.
0: Super exciting! Oh my goodness, we uh, you know I, I'm going to put a, a shameless plug in here. We have our own accelerator, uh, XR Ignite. And uh, we'll be making some uh, some connections with our startups through the accelerator to come and be at your pitch fest. Yeah, awesome. great!
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, try and get them involved. Can't of course, wait. Of
0: course we will. That's the whole point. The whole point of starting the accelerator and community hub was to you know foster the growth of the entire industry because what we realized is that you know in the next three to five years every company in the world will have a VR and AR strategy. They will have use it for training. They'll use it for retail. They use it for marketing. They'll use it for sales, the design, whatever it is, they will be using VR and AR in the next three to five years. And if that's the case, and, and I fully believe it will be, then we're going to have a very big shortage of qualified developers and studios and startups. Mm-hmm. If we don't start fostering the growth of the industry together right now. And that's why, uh, XR intelligence and VRX are such an important part of growing this ecosystem. So thank you for that.
1: Thank you very much, yeah, I mean just on that point, I was going to say you know I don't think it's just a feeling anymore that this will this will be a real thing within all businesses in five years you know there is evidence some colloquial evidence, evidence written down from surveys and, and reports and um, people providing data on this it, it is it is coming it's coming in different leaps and bounds and in different forms, but yeah definitely agree with you that we don't want there to be a skills gap or we don't want there to be a lack of the right content and and that's what all of these kind of conferences and and reports are for so that people understand what's going on where the gaps are to exploit and also how they can kind of make the most of this this movement
0: that seems like a really great uh, mission and goal to have for xr intelligence a reuters events company so what problem in the world do you want to see solved using xr technologies
1: oh um I would love to see that XR can I would like to see it being used in a diversity context, so I would like XR to be used positively in a way that would you know improve the quality of life for people, whether it's an aging population that that doesn't have much access anymore to you know getting out and about whether it's building homes um, through a mixture of 3D printing and XR and visualization and all of these things, I think it would be fantastic if we can use these technologies to enhance the quality of life for people. Well,
0: I don't know what I can say about that (laughs) other than that is an awesome vision. So thank you for sharing that with us.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Alan.
0: My pleasure. Being an influencer on LinkedIn in the XR field uh, really has opened up an opportunity for us to not only understand what corporations are looking for in virtual augmented mixed reality and artificial intelligence, but also from the aspect of the startups, studios, developers, and enthusiasts out there and what they need. So what we decided to do after getting hundreds and hundreds of messages is to open up XR Ignite to the entire XR community of startups, studios, individuals, passionate people, and really to build a new community that brings together everybody who's passionate about this technology for low cost and allow them to contribute, to learn, and to get better across the whole industry. That is really the reason why we started XR Ignite, to hyper accelerate the XR for business industry, business and education. And One of the things that we just keep noticing is that there's so many resources out there. There's the VRAR Association, which we're partners with. There are you know reports coming out daily, but there's no one source where people can come together and start just having conversations around how to get better in this industry. And that's why we started XR Ignite. I would encourage anybody who's listening to this podcast, if you're in the corporate side, if you're a startup, if you're an individual, if you're an enthusiast, sign up today at xrignite.com, and you'll be getting access to new reports, investor lists, media lists, exclusive content, interviews with our mentors. We have over 56 mentors. And if you're a startup and you pay an annual fee, you'll actually have the opportunity to book a one-on-one, one-hour call with one of the mentors. What we're doing with that is we're actually recording those sessions, we're transcribing them, taking out any personal information, and we're making those transcripts available to all members. So I think XR Ignite is going to drive a lot of value for anybody in this industry who's looking to up their game, and also for corporates who want a real insight as to what technology is coming out. So I would encourage everybody to sign up at xrignite.com, and I really look forward to driving value, executing on our mission to hyper-accelerate XR for Business and education.